0: Hi, this is Aaron Orlando, editor of Revelstoke Mountaineer magazine and RevelstokeMountaineer.com, reporting for the Revelstoke Mountaineer podcast. Starting on September 23rd, RevelstokeMountaineer.com has published three critical stories on the subject of the city of Revelstoke's long-delayed municipal by-election to fill a seat that was vacated by former city councillor Stephen Cross in January, who resigned over uh, pay raise issue. The stories have questioned why there had been no word from the city on the by-election, what's happening with the by-elections in City Hall, uh, a lack of response from the city from our initial queries, and also official city responses. Today, October 8th, City of Revelstoke Mayor, uh, Gary Sells, joins me on the podcast to hopefully get to the bottom of the matter. Gary, thanks for joining me. All right, Aaron. So, Gary, it's October 8th. Looking forward, when are voters going to find out about the plan for the by-election?
1: I'm waiting. We uh, need to talk to staff about a report coming to council as to uh, selecting the uh, chief elections officer. So staff will make a recommendation or, or do that selection and then uh, give us some reports and then actually give some options as to what they feel is the best for, uh, for the election. Um, so we're just working through that right now we're at capacity issues so many things going on and uh, we want to get this done as quickly as possible with covid we were delayed in getting that out Um, you've made some reports uh, uh, moving forward that seem to uh, uh, have concerns for the community i can uh Uh, basically feel assured by staff that we're doing uh, the best that we can at this point in time. However, it looks or has looked that we've just been delaying things, and that's really not the case.
0: So will this be on the council agenda at the next meeting on Tuesday?
1: I have no idea at this point. I'm waiting to hear, so uh, I, I can't answer that question.
0: And the subsequent uh, meeting is after the provincial election, and that's why I asked. So, across BC, there have been, uh, about 11 other municipalities have scheduled their by-elections since the new COVID protocols were unveiled in late July. Why hasn't the city of Revelstoke been able to uh, appoint a chief elections officer?
1: Um. That's a good question. I think uh, we're just working through capacity issues with uh, which staff member is going to be best suited to deal with this and uh, be able to take it on as well as make sure that we have the COVID protocols in. Um, some, some communities have uh, more staff and the ability to get that done. So, um, it, again, you know, we want to get this done as quickly as possible.
0: One of the things that you've said uh, in the past uh, in radio reports was that Elections BC had given the city permission to delay the election until after the provincial election. But in our conversations with them, they have said that in fact they. Don't have a mandate to be involved in that type of decision at all. Um, can you clarify? Has Elections BC given you permission to delay okay, the election yeah. until after the the by-election until after the provincial election?
1: So, as you know, uh, Elections BC and both the municipality or the Municipal Affairs Ministry said they don't they don't have that ability to give us permission. The Municipal Affairs officer uh, or Person does, um, so my understanding is that Ms. Lowe spoke to them both and said, "This is the situation. Um, what do what, you know? Do you feel that uh, that we can wait till after the?" Uh, After the provincial election, they said, well, it's within the regulations to uh, to do that sort of thing. And it would be the prudent choice if you've got one of your counselors that's running. Um, So I took that personally as to mean that they gave us permission. Now, I'm hearing that actually those words were my words that they gave us permission. And, and I have to wear that. And and, and I believe that in their conversation with Ms. Lowe, that they, they talked about doing it now or doing it after the provincial election, because we have a counselor running for that party. And they said, you know, if, if the, uh, if you think it's prudent not to spend the money to do that and, and do, a, do a second one, if that's possible, then it's within the guidelines to do that. I took that, Aaron, as to be permission to wait. Um, if if I spoke at a turn or I said those words and it's improper, those people are, you know, I know you've reached out, those people are not, uh, not probably going to give you that information anyway because of the Privacy Act. However, having said that, the words that I said, I own. Um, and uh, so, moving forward, we definitely want to do things as quickly as possible. I felt uh, that uh, I had a conversation with uh, Nicole Schreleck that, uh, "Are you going to fulfill your obligations to the city during the election process?" And and uh, she said yes. So I thought it would be uh, prudent to uh, to ask the municipal affairs and and uh, elections BC through uh, through Miss Low to. Uh, if we could just wait um, so she inquired on that and they said it is within legislation to do that so if i've uh, if i've overstepped my bounds by doing that i thought it would be the best thing for the community um so i definitely own that
0: so you you also mentioned on the radio you mentioned just now uh councillor charlotte who's a candidate in the provincial election you said that you had you know talked to her about this um Are you concerned um, that, you know, the unclarity around the by-election process, which council has not had on their agenda since January, there's been no opportunity on the record for council to discuss it, is affecting a council member negatively, either by perception that this was an opaque decision that favored her or through public perception that this has been a murky process? Or uh, like, are you concerned about the impact it would have on council members uh, for communication issues that are sort of seated with the mayor and senior administration?
1: I I don't, I personally don't believe so, Aaron. Um, My conversation with Nicole, I don't think there's any ad advantage to her one way or the other there is an advantage to the community if she were to win the seat to uh, to not have two by-elections um if if she were to um not win her seat she still stays as a councillor and we have one one by-election for one to replace uh the councillor that resigned and uh, i don't feel that that having that conversation with her has clouded anything. I just wanted to make sure that um, she's going to fulfill her obligations to uh, the community as uh, as being elected. And should she win, then of course she would have to step down, and then at that point we would have to go to uh, to two people in the by-election. So again, I felt I that was just a prudent thing to do. I don't feel like I've handcuffed the rest of council as far as as far as talking about it. Um, you know, we we know that we would like to get this done as quickly as possible because we're one counselor short. And as we move forward, there's, uh, you know, there's a chance that some counselors are not able to make all meetings. And that would be would be great to have that other seat filled so that we can have quorum.
0: Okay. Gary, one thing that hasn't come up uh, in any of the conversation or reporting that I've seen before is that you know the director of corporate administration position and the manager of municipal affairs positions, which are the, the two key staff positions responsible for organizing and conducting the election, usually the manager of municipal affairs, is appointed as the chief election officer. These have been vacant or not occupied by staff for weeks or months, starting around the beginning of August uh, different periods but overlapping. Has this been a factor in election timing? And why after you know quite a bit of asking and reporting, has this not been brought to light uh, in this by-election question?
1: So when we're, when we're dealing with personnel, I can't talk about that, so I'm not even going to approach that uh, or, or get into that. And I apologize for that, but that's, uh, that's what happens in the, in the city is when we're dealing with personnel, we, uh, we don't discuss that publicly.
0: Oh, I certainly understand uh, this, that uh, restrictions on talking about personnel, but um, on the other side of the coin is you can have the discussion without talking about personnel, but just focusing on the fact that these two key positions uh, necessary to hold an election are not staffed. Uh, I believe one of them has an interim staff member right now.
1: Okay, so uh, when we're dealing with personnel, we we uh, are basically trying to work through all of this stuff, but I'm not going to get into details at this point.
0: Mm-hmm. And- okay, um, I've got just got two more questions. Uh, okay. So the first one uh, is this going to be the by-election question? Uh, council has not had a chance to look at it. Is this going to be? on a council agenda for them to discuss prior to the provincial election on october 24th
1: at this point i can't confirm that because i haven't seen a report come from management at this point
0: okay gary my last question is in retrospect is there anything you would have done differently on this by-election process
1: I guess if we hadn't had COVID-19 and dealing with some of the issues that we have dealt with and uh, looking at uh, capacity issues, we would have had this dealt with uh, sooner, Aaron, and uh, I wish we would have. However, we're in this situation now, so we just need to work through it. And I just want to, uh, you know, comment to the community, there's no deceit. We're not trying to hide anything. We want to get it done as quickly as possible. And so, as soon as we can bring th- something forward, we'll bring it forward, and then uh, and then go from there. Um, and, and one comment that I actually want to make, Aaron, and, and I know this is a podcast, but we're talking about uh, the inability of. Uh, of the journalists to ask questions at a council meeting by all means if there's a way that we can make that happen i would love to have that uh, done so uh, maybe we can have a discussion as to if you want to send an email we find out where the email is being sent whether you're watching during the council meeting or, or prior to once the agenda is published and we can answer those questions so that uh, the media feels that you've uh, you've played a part when your questions are asked. So does that sound fair?
0: Sure, that sounds fair, and and part of that discussion also should include uh, the fact that you know, in the past year or so, we've been cut off access to senior managers. And we've also had really long delays in getting responses to questions, including some that are just not responded to at all, which was the start of uh, this story. You know, we we just asked for an update on the by-election, and there was no responses from anyone uh, uh, that we sent them to. So that Becomes an issue, and it it uh, changes the nature of the reporting from reporting on what's going on at City Hall to trying to find out what is going on at City Hall.
1: Perfect, and and you know I'm I'm complicit in that uh, because I've been dealing with lots of personal issues with uh, with the business that I work for, and uh, so again for that I apologize. Uh, we'll do better, and I will talk to staff, and and the staff really. Uh, have said to me that I should be answering these things within uh, within a 48 hour period. So again, I apologize for that, Aaron. But uh, moving forward, let's uh, let's get on the same get on the same page, and uh, so that you can get the information to the community in a in a
0: prudent way. Gary Sols is the mayor of the city of Revelstoke. Gary, thank you for taking the time to talk with me today.
1: Great, thanks, Aaron. Appreciate it.